0: Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I am your host, Kim Smith, and this is episode 151, When a Grieving Heart Finds Strength in the Lord. When I started looking at this particular topic, I wasn't really intending to take it in the direction that God has just steered me within the last few minutes, but I'm going to trust that it's God's hand and I'm just going to go where his spirit leads me. So we've been working our way through the book of first Samuel for quite some time. And we're at first Samuel 30, one through eight. And last week we were talking about those times where you are moving down a track And you have in mind what you think is going to be the best scenario. And it doesn't work out that way. We all deal with discouragement. It is part of the human existence. But I mentioned last week, and for those of you who weren't with us last week, go back and listen. Uh, But I mentioned last week that it's very interesting when you look at the story. So just the short version of it last week, we were looking and David future King of Israel was hiding out in the Philistine territory, which were the enemies of Israel. And in the midst of hiding out, he had become a really good resource for the King of Philistia and the king had such re- respect for David as well as just he he wanted him on his side. Since David was in his territory, David had lived there for many years. The king wanted him to fight on his behalf against Israel. And David was, yep, let's do it. David and all of his men. I mean, David was volunteering them and David was pumped. Um uh, about the whole idea and it didn't work out because the other commanders are like, no, no, you're not going to take him. Cause like literally the King had said, you can be my bodyguard for life. I mean, David was in a sweet spot and then he wasn't. And he just went through such a discouraging time and he and his military men, about 600 of them, they were turned away and they went back home. And I had mentioned last week that when we got to this week's lesson, we would see how the discouragement that David and his men felt, really the circumstances worked out for their good. And we're going to see a very grief stricken bunch this week as to what they come back to. But as we go through this week and then next week, the text, we're going to realize that if they had gone to fight against Israel and been in battle for a length of time, this scenario as bad as it was could have gotten much, much, much worse. And our focal verse for last week is my favorite verse. It's Romans eight twenty eight. Um, talking about the fact that God works everything together for good. Not that everything is good. And that especially ties in with this week's lesson. It's not that everything is good, but God works everything together for good for them who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. And that verse, hang on to that verse again this week, um, because... We're going to talk about grief. And for some people, as soon as I say the word grief, they're, they're already reaching to turn off the podcast. America is what we call a death-defying society. I, uh, I'm not sure that I ever told this story on the podcast, but I am a hospice chaplain and bereavement coordinator. And I was out to eat a few years ago at one of my favorite places and I was standing in line and I have no idea why this lady asked me what I did for a living. And when I told her I worked for hospice, like it was like, it was catching. She started walking away from me, like edging away from me. It was one of the weirdest experiences, but It's amazing how much people try to avoid the difficult topics of grief and loss. And yet, every last one of us is going to deal with grief and loss, not just once in our life, but possibly many, many, many times. And in the midst of COVID, so right now I'm I'm recovering. That's probably a pretty decent word. I am recording in the, what, probably is the latter stages of the omicron variant in the United States. So, we're on phase 3 of COVID in the US as I'm talking. And the number of people that I personally have seen die of COVID is a lot. I mean, I have that's just because of what I do, I have seen what happens. And I have seen so many families that have not had one person die, but multiple people die within a short period of time. This is not the time to shy away from the topic of grief. As those who are followers of Christ, just because somebody follows Christ and trusts Christ does not mean That your heart is not going to be broken. Not even close. It The Bible does not say that we will not grieve. It says that we will not grieve as those who have no hope. And that is a truth that I've reminded people about so many times. As I was looking at this week's text. And I have added on a lot of different verses surrounding I really want to see just how God is going to touch you through what he's laying on my heart so we're gonna start with Psalm 6 1 through 10 so that is not our focal verses but as I was putting this together and looking through God's word regarding grief, which there's a lot of information regarding grief in scripture. But as I was looking at it, Psalm 6 was a a chapter that I've noticed part of it before, but I'd never read it in its entirety and really really allowed it to penetrate my heart this is written by david so you know we're talking about david and today we're talking about him and his men and we're going to talk about what they come upon and the grief that they experienced david experienced grief throughout his adulthood for sure we don't know how much grief he experienced in his younger years in his teen years But we do know as an adult, he's experienced a lot of grief. Now, reminder that grief does not only come when you've had the death of someone you love. Grief occurs when you've had any type of loss. Think about the years that David lost with Jonathan, his best friend, because he was on the run from Jonathan's not health, mentally healthy father, King Saul. David had much that he was grieving. He was not able to do the things that he normally would have done. He was hiding out in caves, and now he's in enemy territory. He has all sorts of opportunities to experience grief. At some point, we're going to talk about his grief when it comes to his infant son. Um, that is quite the interesting story as well. But I want to read Psalm 6, and I want you to just just listen and just take in the emotion. This was written as a song. I mean, he even put that it was to be accompanied by an eight-stringed instrument. It appears that he wrote this when God was disciplining him. It appears that part of his grief, if not all but we know at least part of it comes from the fact that he feels like God is trying to straighten him out. Like verse 1 says, "Oh Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage." So it would it would seem that he's in the doghouse so to speak. But the emotions that he's experiencing are emotions that we experience when we grieve whether we've had anything to do with the reason for the loss or not. Verse two, have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, O Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord, and rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love, for the dead do not remember you. Who can praise you from the grave? I am worn out from sobbing. All night I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. Go away, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. May all my enemies be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back in shame. Have you ever experienced pain such as that where you are worn out from sobbing all night? I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies or because of all of the pain that I am experiencing and just feeling literally sick at heart. When was a time that you experienced that level of grief? And as we think through this and as we look at this, I want you, as our weekly challenge, I want you to reflect upon a time your grieving heart found strength in the Lord. Grief does not always turn people to the Lord. There are times where a broken heart, because of the choices made, will lead people to full-blown anger with God, or refusing to believe that God exists because there's no way that there could be a God and he would allow my loved one to die. I mean, there's a lot of different responses to loss. 1 Samuel 30, verses 1 through 8. So let's get into this text, and you will see why I wanted to spend just a little time talking about grief. David and his men, again, were not allowed to participate on the Philistine side in fighting against Israel. I'm sure David thought about the fact that he would have to be fighting against Saul and his men. I don't know how much David really thought that he would be fighting against his best friend. I I don't know. Um, We're going to find out probably in a couple of weeks, what happens to King Saul and Jonathan in that battle. But for this week, we're going to read these first eight verses of first Samuel 30. And I'm going to tell you, I could have easily skipped over this and, and have kind of combined it with the rest of the chapter and, and had a totally different focus, but, I'm trusting that it was God's leading that caused me to stop. Because sometimes when we read about the battles in the Old Testament, we're just tempted to just skim over them. Like we we look to see who wins. And we don't allow ourselves to take in the emotion of what has happened. So jump in with me. 1 Samuel 31 through 8. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town in Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag. They had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. So imagine you are David and the men. You come back discouraged because you've not been allowed to fight. You've shown up to play the ball game and they will not let you play and they send you home, so to speak. And then you get back and your town has been burned to the ground. Just try to take in that emotion and keep going. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. So I don't know how at that point they knew that no one was killed because the women and children were gone. They may, they may have found that out later. Um, But at that point, all they knew is our town has been burned to the ground and our women and children are gone. Talk about grief. Talk about anger. David and his men were overwhelmed. Verse 3, when David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they they wept until they could weep no more. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like, I have dried up, I have poured out every bit of tears that it is possible for me to cry? I know I've had clients over the years that have told me that. That's how David and his men were feeling. And that level of just horror, exhaustion, anger, pain, all rolled into this picture. Verse five, David's two wives, Ahinoam, I can't say her name, from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those captured. David was now in great danger because all of his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. So we're going to stop right there. We're, the most important phrase is at the end of that verse. But so not only is David feeling the pain of losing his family, But, oh well, he's the leader, and everybody's mad at him because if they hadn't gone off, they wouldn't have lost their women and children. So, just a tough, tough, tough situation for David. But the next phrase is where we got the title for this week and where I want us to focus. But David found strength in the lord his god and the esv says but david strengthened himself in the lord his god same thing david found strength in the lord his god let's finish the the text out just a little bit more then he said to abiathar the priest bring me the ephod so abiathar brought it then david asked the lord should i chase after this band of raiders will i catch them And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. Our main focus is not the last couple of verses, but I do think there is something to be reminded of in that when you are dealing with a broken heart, it's even more important to go to the Lord for wisdom because you're not thinking straight. And thankfully, we've been watching David and his up and down. You know, one time he'll be really strong and he will be really focused on God. And the next thing we know, he's not. And it's just been this, this roller coaster, just like our own lives, sadly. But on this particular day, he found strength in the Lord, his God. So when you think about your life, I really want you to, to take some time And prayerfully reflect upon a time your grieving heart found strength in the Lord. I was mentally and emotionally preparing for this week's podcast. And as I was, God reminded me of a song that is by far one of the most important in my life story. Now, I am a very music-minded person, and I have at times kind of chronicled my journey, my life journey, by the songs of each of the seasons. But there was a song by an artist named Kathy Tricoli. Some of you may remember her. I have the link to the I would say video, but it's really the soundtrack on YouTube to the song, How Would I Know? It was written by Andrew Winston Goosh. I'm just trying to pronounce it somewhere close. And Jacqueline Goosh Ferris. And this song came to me at a very raw time. So I began to think about my own grief journey. The first major grief that I remember was like crying for days over a pet. And for many of us, that may very well have been our first strong grief experience would have been over our pet. And at this point in life, most of my life, I've not been a pet person, but I had had a dog as a kid, and I loved that dog. And that dog ran away and was more than likely killed, and I was torn up for a a length of time. Then when I was a teenager, my grandmother died, and it was the only grandparent that I ever knew, and it was... It was a difficult experience. She had lived with us for probably about five years of my life. Uh, She had been gone from my room because she was literally my roommate for a while. She'd been gone for a few years. And it, it hit me hard. It hit me hard. But as I was thinking about it, the grief experience that changed my life the most in my teenage years and where I found strength in the Lord in a way that I would never go back was grief over broken friendships I had a a season of my life that even all these years later if I really sit and ponder how painful that time was I become emotional And although it was painful, it ended up one of the most important seasons of my life. Because exactly what we're talking about today is exactly what happened to me. In the midst of the confusion, in the midst of the isolation, In the midst of everything, I found strength in the Lord. Now, I had been a Christian for a few years. But this experience changed me. And if you have a deep relationship with Christ, you've had a similar experience. Because our roots don't grow deep during the happy times. They just don't. They go, they grow deep during times of pain. During times Where we reach out and it feels like no one, no one can understand what we're going through. And we find that God is there, He's not going anywhere. And that summer changed me. That summer. Is why I'm here today. There is no doubt in my mind. I have no idea what my life would have been like. If it were not for. The pain. And God being there with me. In it. Fast forward. I guess about. 12 years. And. My dad, who I, I adored. Um, my dad was dying of cancer. And that time was uh, life-altering as well. And the song, How Would I Know, by Kathy Tricroley, became my theme song. And I'm going to read just a few of the words but I do strongly suggest you go and, and you just listen and see if, if you can relate first verse is, if it wasn't for the times that I was bound for all the times that I wondered how I would ever make it through all the times that I couldn't see my way. And I had to turn to you. How would I know you could deliver? How would I know you could set free? If there had never been a battle, how would I know the victory? How would I know you could be faithful to meet all of my needs? Lord, I appreciate the hard times. Otherwise, how would I know? The second verse is, I remember all the times I had to cry. And at the time, all I could do was wonder why. Why would a God so kind and loving allow me to go through all this pain? If I could see into the future, then I would know the joy I'd gain. As I was listening to the song earlier, I was raising my hands and I was praising God. Because I, I just, I never want to get over how near God was to me in those difficult times when no one else could possibly be there for my wounded heart. He was. I asked a friend of mine, who could possibly be listening to this podcast, to sing this song for my mother's um, funeral. Because it meant so much to me. It was not just the song, even though I love the song, it was the fact that I wanted others to know that I had found God faithful In the darkness. At the time. Never having a clue. That God was going to take my grief journeys. And he was going to use them as stepping stones. To propel me into. A grief journey. Walking alongside others. Now for about 18 years of having the privilege of being one that gets to point others if they are willing to the God who will never leave them nor forsake them. And I can tell them because I know One of my favorite scriptures totally is in second Corinthians one, three through four, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is, God is our merciful father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. That's my testimony. I am privileged to comfort others in their grief because I had the great comforter walk with me through mine. Some other key verses. Psalm 147.3, one I've quoted so many times. Oh my, he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds, or in another translation, binds up their wounds. I have prayed that over people so many times, praying that God will heal their broken hearts. Psalm 34.18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Revelation 21, 4, oh my, he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. In this world, we will have trouble. In this world, we will grieve. In this world, until he takes us home, we will have tears. But praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be a day with no more tears, as Jeremy Camp so appropriately wrote. There will be a day. Psalm, or Psalm, uh, John 14, 27. I'm leaving you with a gift. This was Christ. I will, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Psalm seventy three twenty six. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart and he is mine forever. Isaiah 53, 4. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. No, no, Christ carried Grief that we will never imagine for our sin debt, and he carried our sorrows. He is the great high priest who experienced more than we ever will ever will, so that he could understand us and represent us to the father romans eight eighteen Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory. He will reveal to us later. I know that later is a long time. And when you are in the, what appears to be just the grief pit, and you will never see a way out. It does not feel like that day of no more tears could possibly come soon enough. But when we are home to our heavenly home this time on earth will be just a vapor. When has your grieving heart found strength in the Lord? Or is it possible that this day, this very day that you are carrying a burden of grief that is wearing you out and that you need to just fall on your knees and pour out your pain to him And allow His strength to be made perfect in your weakness. I'm going to pray some six over you. Oh, Lord, I don't know the circumstances. Of the hearts that may be broken, I don't know if you are rebuking them in your anger or disciplining them. I I don't know if it's that kind of grief. If it is, dear God, I pray that you would have mercy. I pray that you would have mercy, dear Father, for all those hearts that are broken, whether it be from their own sin, and you are turning them back to you, or whether it be because of this world that we live in and the pain that comes. I pray that you will have compassion on them. I pray that in their weakness, you will be their strength. I pray that you will heal them. I pray, dear father, that as they feel sick at heart, that you will restore them. I pray, dear father, that you will rescue them from any, anything, from which they need your rescue. I pray that you will save them because of your unfailing love. I pray, dear Father, that they would praise you even in the midst of their pain. I pray, dear God, that they would have that opportunity to to experience that broken hallelujah where even if all they can say is Jesus through tears, I pray, dear God, that you would honor that. I pray, dear Father, that you would work in their hearts and that you would heal them. Dear Father, some of them are worn out from sobbing. Some of them, they have poured out so many tears. But dear God, I pray that you will heal their broken hearts and you will bind up their wounds. Dear God, you say that you will you will hold on to every tear that we cry. You will bottle them up. For some of us, that will be buckets. But what a, an incredible visual. The you, the God of the universe, cares so much for each of us that you will be so near to us that those tears that we cry matter to you dear god please hear my prayer on their behalf please answer please dear father if there are any around them who are intentionally causing them harm i pray dear god that you would run them off dear god that you would turn them away Or, even better, that you would turn their hearts to you. Dear God, may your will, your purpose, your plan be done. May you heal broken hearts, bind up their wounds, and provide them with the comfort that can only come from you, the peace that can only come from you, so that they can comfort others. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I ask that you pray for the other listeners on today's podcast. It's one of those things where you never know the burdens that some people carry. Lift them up. We have our Facebook group encouraging others in encouraging others in loving Jesus. If you have any questions, if you have any prayer requests, if you have anything you just want to talk about, you can write me at encouragingothersandlovingjesus at gmail.com. And a reminder this is free for you to share. I know there's no doubt in my mind that this is a particular podcast topic that you have friends that need, they need to hear God's word. They need to be reminded that his strength is perfect when their strength is gone. Quoting Stephen Curtis Chapman there. Share it. It's free for you to share. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for sharing it with others. Uh, You can give a review on whatever podcast platform you can subscribe so that you will You know, be reminded as the podcasts come out right now, they come out every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Central Standard Time or earlier. And as we sign off this week, remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. (laughs)